Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. This week's podcast was inspired by a conversation I had with a young man, a millennial, uh, earlier this week. He's in the process of taking some steps to prepare himself for this next phase of his life. And right now he has reached a point where he's feeling very overwhelmed and not really sure about his ability to conquer the obstacle that's in front of him. That thing that's standing in the path of him achieving the goal that he desires to achieve. So as I was listening to this young man express his thoughts and his feelings, all the while I was also asking God to give me the words to speak that would encourage him. And so the Lord immediately took me to Philippians chapter four, verse 13, and it reads, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so I wanted to remind him of that, even as he was just really doubting his abilities and doubting his um, uh, capabilities to be able to achieve what he needed to achieve, to take this next step to move forward in what he believes God is calling him to do. And this is so true, right? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But I know this is true for me, and I'm sure it's true for you. Sometimes, though, in the heat of the battle, we forget. I mean, we really forget who we have on our side. And we really forget what Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, when he was talking to his disciples in Luke chapter 18, verse 27, it reads, but he said to them, the the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Let me repeat that. But he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. So again, there's nothing that's too hard for God. There's nothing that is impossible for him. Things may seem insurmountable to us, but there's nothing that's impossible for him. And so the Lord also gave me the name of another millennial male who has achieved what this young man is aspiring to achieve. And so I asked this young man that I was talking with, hey, would you mind reaching out to um, this young man? I'll put you in contact with him because he has already established and been where you're desiring to go. My only request of you is that you give me an update on um, what your conversation was, kind of give me an update on the progress um, of you reaching out to this other millennial who has already been down this path that you're looking to go. And so after this young man, and and he committed to do that, and so um, certainly we will follow up, but after this young man and I were finished with our conversation, The Lord began to ask me a question or began to speak to me about focus. More specifically, he began to ask me this question. What are you focusing on? What is that thing that has your attention? What is it now that's driving you? What is it that is captivating your thoughts and your emotions and your imagination? Again, what are you focusing on? And so I want to begin um, by reading this quote that I stumbled upon this week, even as I was was looking for just words of encouragement, words of affirmation for this young man. I stumbled upon this quote and I thought it was so appropriate for what the Lord was saying to me. And I believe even to all of us as we navigate through life. And this is the quote. Some of you may have heard it. I had never heard this before. And it reads, life is like a camera. 
Just focus on what is important, capture the good times, develop from the negatives. If things don't work out, take another shot. Man, and like I said, I had never heard or read this quote before, and it was so moving and so inspiring to me that I immediately sent this out to the young man to whom I was speaking with, but I also sent it out to my uh, my family as well. And so now I'm sharing it with you, my podcast family, because it really spoke to me. So let's take a closer look at this quote. The first line of it says, focus on what is important. Well, let's start with the most important, most important person in our lives, and that's God, right? That comes as no surprise. The most important person in our lives is God. First Corinthians chapter eight in the New Living Translation reads, but for us, there is one God, the father by whom all things were created and for whom we live. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and through whom we live. Man, what's important? is that we live for God. What's important is that we live for God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So why is it important for us to live for God through Jesus Christ? Very simply, Jeremiah 29 and 11 gives us the answer to that question. And it's a very familiar scripture again, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it reads, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God has plans for those of us who are called by his name. And he tells us what those plans are. Those plans are for good and not for disaster. The New King James Version says they are thoughts of good and not of evil. So in other words, his plans are to give us a future and a hope. And here's another reason why it's important for us to focus on God. Because the Lord always, 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 always and forever keeps his promises. Psalms 145, 13, the B clause, New Living Translation reads, the Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord always keeps his promises. If you don't believe that, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 from the New King James Version, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. And so here it is. So God always keeps his promises. The promises of God are yes and amen, right? And so to the glory of God through us. So in other words, the promises that God has and he's made to us, they come through us so that we can again give the glory and honor to God. So he He always keeps his promises. And here's the other thing. How do we know? Psalms 57 and 2. I cry out to God most high to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. So whatever it is that God has purposed for me, whatever it is that God has purposed for you, whatever it is that God has purposed for bringing us to this earth, he is faithful and just to fulfill every single promise and the purpose for which we were born into the earth. God is going to fulfill that in us. And so that's why we must focus on him so that we can know what our prom- what our purpose is and so we can know what his promises are for our lives. And then the other part, The quote says, capture the good times, capture the good times. Being totally transparent, when I was younger, I couldn't wait for the weekends to come. 
On Mondays, I was already beginning my countdown for the weekends, right? I don't know anybody else like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. uh, Many of us were like that and many of us still are like that. But now that I'm older, I've learned to cherish each day of life that the Lord gives me because now I've become keenly aware that tomorrow is not promised. And for all of us, all we have to do, we don't even have to look very far. All we have to do is look um, back at this past year with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic to have a a vivid reminder of how fleeting and how precious life is and that we're here today and we're gone tomorrow. And so for me, when I wake up each day and I challenge you, when I wake up and when you wake up each day, I thank God for allowing me to see another day. Right. And here's the thing. If COVID hasn't taught us anything, it has taught us to appreciate, number one, our health. I know many of us now are much more aware of our health and doing things to try to be healthy because of how COVID-19 has so adversely affected those of us in the African-American community who are dealing with other health challenges. And the medical term is other comorbidities, uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, um, heart disease, all of those things. So again, if COVID-19 has taught us anything, it really has taught us to appreciate our health. And it's also taught us to appreciate the people and the relationships that we hold so dear to us, right? And so now more than ever, we need to be intentional about telling the the special people in our lives, how much we love them, how much we appreciate them and how much they mean to us. But capturing the good times, not but and capturing the good times, though, also means taking some time to pause and reflect on the goodness of the Lord. Right. So even now, with everything that's going on, we're still standing. If you're listening to this podcast, we're still standing and we give God praise. But here it is to capture, right, the good times. James 117, every good and perfect gift comes from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift, if it's good, give God the glory. If if it's good, it came from the father. Second Corinthians nine and eight. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That's you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. So here it is. Everything that we need, God is making the grace abound to us so that we can have all sufficiency. For what purpose? To do every good work. What work? The work that God has purposed for us, me, you individually to do. God says, I've given you every grace and all sufficiency to be able to do the work that I'm calling you to do. And we give God praise for this, right? And here's the other one. Philippians 419, a very familiar one. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So whatever it is that we need, whatever it is, God has promised that he would supply all of our needs. Now, I hear you. I hear you. We definitely should pause to acknowledge God's abundant blessings. And certainly we can thank him for supplying our needs. And even though things may not be the way we want them, or we may not have everything or all the situations aren't the way that we would like them to be, let's make sure ah, that we thank God for the provisions for which he has already blessed us. And we don't turn a blind eye to the things that God has already done in our lives. 
capture the good times, even though they may not be all that we want. There are many things that we can look at and we can say, I thank you, Father, for your wonderful blessings. Right. And then it says develop from the negatives. Oh, this was so good. The first thing that came to mind when I read this was Romans chapter eight, verse 28. For some reason, family, we cannot seem to get away from that. Romans eight twenty-eight. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Everything we go through is working for good. And we must remember that even when it doesn't feel like it, even when it's painful, even when it's ugly, even when like this young man, he seems overwhelmed by what's happening and can't see his way beyond the obstacle. But most of us have got to remember that we have to trust God at his word because his word says that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose. Okay, fine. You said, Tony, I've heard that before. How about James 1, 2 through 4? And I'll read this one from the New Living Translation. It reads, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Here it is, family. James tells us the ultimate um, the ultimate purpose and the ultimate examples of tests and trials is so that we can grow and so that we can develop. And so that when our endurance is fully developed, we will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Ultimately, what it means is those negative experiences or those things in life, those tests and trials, those things that we can look at and call them negative experiences are those things that are there to perfect us and to complete us. In other words, everything that we need in order to fulfill God's assignment for our lives will be developed within us through these tests and trials, through these negative experiences, through these negative situations, our perfection, our strength, our faith, all of that is being perfected and tested so that we can fulfill the purpose that God has in our lives. And so these tests and trials further confirm that God has a definite plan for every negative situation where we would perceive as negative. God is saying, but I'm using it to perfect you. I'm using it to strengthen you. I'm using it to complete you so that you can be fully equipped to complete the work and the assignment that I have on your lives. And then the last point of this, it says, and if things don't work out, take another shot. Wow. All I can say to this one is thank God for his amazing grace. The Bible is replete with stories of second chances, right? And in fact, God has shown himself to be so merciful in our lives. I know in mine, I'm sure in yours, God has shown himself to be so merciful that he, um, we refer to him not as a God of the second chance, but we refer to him as the God of another chance because we are so far beyond that second chance. Can then I, can I get somebody to say, amen? I know I am. We are so far beyond that second chance. So he's just a God of another chance there have been so many chances that we can't even count them all right and so lamentations 3 1 uh, lamentations 3 21 through 23 says it this way this i recall to mind therefore i have hope through the lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not they are new 
every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We cannot let our past failures or our current shortcomings keep us from pursuing what God has called us to do. Remember what we just read. The Lord is faithful to keep his promises. And this when Lamentations, the prophet is saying, this I recall to mind. Therefore, I have hope. In other words, when we get at a place of despair, we got to recall to mind through the Lord's mercies. We are not consumed because his compassion, his tender mercies towards us. They fail not. His mercies are new every morning. And we can truly say great is your faithfulness. So every morning he wakes us up. It's a brand new opportunity for us to get it right. Let's not squander it by failing. Uh, Let's not squander it by letting our failings, our shortcomings, our doubts, our fears, our insecurities, the negative self-talk. Come on, you know what we do. We can't do this. I can't do this. This is, and we talk ourselves into why we can't do it. Instead of us listening to the negative self-talk, let us be reminded of what God says in his word and keep moving forward, right? That's what this thing says. If things don't work out, take another shot. So our focus should be on the goal. Our focus should be on the prize. It should be on the end result. It should be on what God says. It should be on his promises and not on the obstacles because here's what happens, family. Whatever we put our focus on, we make that thing bigger. So let's put our focus on God and make him bigger. And then when we make our God bigger, the problem becomes way less um, big in light of how big our God is. The problem gets much smaller. And this is what the apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter three, verses 12 through 14. He says, not that I've already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Jesus Christ has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do Forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching to those things which are ahead of me, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Wow. Achieving the goal will not be easy. We already know that. Paul says, I got to press. Paul says, I have to reach. Paul says, I have to forget those things that are behind me. And I got to press toward the prize of the upward call. Remember, guys, we're moving up. We're heading toward the thing that God has in store for us. And so, the again, the achieving the goal will not be easy. But here's the hope. Here's the promise. But victory is assured as long as our focus remains on Christ. You don't believe me? Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14. Now, thank Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Let me read it again. Second Corinthians 214. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. The word of God guarantees us victory. But not only did he said the word. Now, thanks be to God who always and how long is always? How many times is always? It's all the time and it's every time leads us to triumph. And so not only that, not only does the does the, the word of the Lord guarantee us victory in Jesus, but it also says that as we're on our journey. He's using us. He's using our lives. He's using our knowledge of Christ, our experience with him in every place that we go so that it'll be a sweet smelling aroma that our knowledge of Christ, our love for Christ will leave that sweet fragrance of Christ wherever we go so that others may be attracted to this amazing God that we serve. Amen. 
And so as I close, family, I just want to encourage you to stay focused on Jesus as you pursue the prize, as you pursue the call, as you pursue what God has set before you. Continue to dream. If God has placed breath in your body, as if he's awakened you this day, that means that there is an opportunity for you to continue to pursue what God has placed inside of you. And so, again, I'll close with this. This quote, it says, just focus on what is important. We know God is important. We know Christ is through him. We will be able to do that. Capture the good times. Give God glory for everything that he's done. Thank God for the small things. Develop from the negatives. Again, we know all things work together for good. And if things don't work out, take another shot. God is the God of another chance. And we have victory even when we continue to press. Right. And so uh, I'll close with this. Now, therefore, Hebrews 12, one through two A. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so, family, during this journey, we call life. My prayer for you is that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Remember, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.